Hello everyone, it is I, Knox, and welcome back to a brand new season of Getting Spooky with Knox. We are officially back for season two and we're starting off with Scottish urban legends. I hope you all are ready for the new season because I sure am. So let's dive in, shall we? Number one, the monster of Glarms. This story sprung up in the 1840s till about 1905 and had all of European high society talking. Glarms Castle is located in the Scottish lowlands and was called Mystery of Mysteries. It belonged to Claude Val's lion, the 13th Earl of Strathmore, who had this to say about his ancestral home. Quote, If you could even guess the nature of this castle's secret, you would get down on your knees and thank God it was not yours. End quote. The mystery around Glarms was a secret room, a secret passage, and shadowy figures that could be seen wandering the castle's battlements at night. Two generations of European high society had tried to figure out what the secret of this manor was until a few years after the turn of the century. There are some stories that claim that the Earl's heir refused to hear what the secret of the castle was. Could you imagine knowing that the home you've just inherited has a secret but not wanting to know what it is? I don't know about y'all, but I'm curious by nature, so I would want to know what the hell was going on in my home. King Malcolm II died there. But some people believe that he was murdered there in 1034, although the castle that stands there now hadn't been built until the 15th century. The only people who knew where the room was, the secret room, was the Earl himself, his heir, and the estate manager. At the time, it had been uninhabited because the owners had wanted to live somewhere that they claimed wasn't as drafty or melancholy as Glarm's. Walter Scott, who was a famous writer amongst other things, stayed there around 1790, and he had this to say about Glarms, quote, I must own as I heard door after door shut, after my conductor had retired, I began to consider myself as too far from the living and somewhat too near to the dead, end quote. Though people have talked about the room, some don't mention the rumors that there is someone being held captive there. The first reports of this captive appear in the 1840s. Many believe that this captive was actually a member of the Bowles Lion family and that the prisoner was actually the firstborn of the 11th Earl. People support this claim because there were reports that Lord Glarms and his wife Charlotte Grimstead had had a son that was born on October 21st, 1821 and died that very same day. Other rumors spread that the child had been born but was deformed, and back then people didn't think that a deformed child could inherit a title like Earl, so the child had to be hidden away. As for the reason why this urban legend is known as the Monster of Glarms is for several reasons. As I mentioned earlier, people claimed to have seen dark, shadowy figures walking on the battlements at night. This section of the castle was known as the Mad Earl's Walk. There was a worker at the castle around the year 1865 who said that he saw something walking at the end of a long hallway one night. Workers were then encouraged to move to Australia and the Earl even paid for their passage. People back then referred to the monster as a human toad. In the 1960s, writer James Wentworth Day went to Glarms because he was writing about the Bowles Lion family and heard from relatives of the family about the legend. The legend says, quote, A monster was born into the family. He was the heir, a creature fearful to behold. It was impossible to allow this deformed caricature of humanity to be seen, even by their friends. His chest an enormous barrel, hairy as a doormat, his head ran straight into his shoulders, and his arms and legs were toy-like. However warped and twisted his body, the child had to be reared to manhood." End quote. Many claim that there is no secret or monster, but is that true? 
Will the truth ever be revealed, and will we learn if this was all idle gossip? Number two, the Kelpies. Beware of the Kelpies, the horse-like creatures that will drag you to a watery death. They can be found in the locks of Scotland and can shapeshift, so be careful. Most accounts say that they look like a black horse, but that they can also appear human as well. Some beliefs say that the Kelpie will drag you into the water, devour you, and then throw your entrails onto the bank. Some stories say that if you pet a Kelpie, your hands will get stuck and that's how they trap you. They say the only way to escape a Kelpie is if you cut off your fingers or a whole hand to free yourself. If the Kelpie is in human form, then you can tell if they are a Kelpie by the water weeds that are in their hair. Number three, the dead Jacobites of Culloden. How many of my listeners have read the book or seen the TV show Outlander? If you have, then you probably already know about Culloden. But let me give you a little history lesson in case you don't. The Battle of Culloden happened on April 16, 1746. It was the last confrontation from the Jacobite Rising of 1745. Charles Edward Stuart had been exiled. He was the first he was the oldest son of James Stuart, but he wanted to put a Stuart back on the British throne. He went to Scotland hoping to gain support and helping lead a rebellion that would gain him his throne again. Things didn't work out in their favor, and it is said that between 1,500 and 2,000 Jacobites were either wounded or killed in the battle. As I've mentioned in past episodes, places with a lot of pain, bloodshed, and death tend to hold the scars of its past. It is not surprising that the land is haunted by its past. They say that birds will not sing above the moor. Some say they've seen a man wearing a tartan walking around murmuring the word defeated. And that on the anniversary of the battle, people can swear they can hear the sounds of swords clashing and the sounds of men who died as the battle once again rages on. So I do believe that this is true. I believe, like I said, that places with a lot of pain, death, and bloodshed tend to hold the scars of the past and that on like anniversaries or important days things like this can happen where you can either hear the sounds of the battle or possibly even see ghosts of the battle happening as it would have on that very same day years prior. So I do believe that this um, is true and I would love to go to Culloden um, one day when on the day of the battle and see if I can hear anything um, and just soak up the history and just be in this place and pay respects and, and all of that. So I would love to visit Culloden one day. Um, number four, the Loch Ness Monster. I can't bring up Scottish urban legends without mentioning the fabled Loch Ness Monster. Uh, side note, how many of you have seen the Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster movie? Because I used to love that movie as a kid and I was also a huge Scooby-Doo fan. So I was just curious to see if anybody else has seen it. Um, I'm pretty sure that almost everyone knows about the Loch Ness Monster, but I wanted to bring her up anyways. She's been nicknamed Nessie and has been mentioned across several movies um, and TV shows from Twilight Breaking Dawn to even being mentioned in an Eminem song. So she's very popular in pop culture. So I, I, I've known about her for some time um, because of like the movie Scooby-Doo or um, even hearing about her in songs and just even like I think in school, um, my history book had something about the Loch Ness Monster, so don't quote me on that because it's, it's been a minute since I've been in school, um, but I, I do think uh, she was mentioned in my history class one time. 
I had a pretty chill uh, history teacher, and when we were doing world history, he used to bring up things like this. So, yeah, he, he was cool. He was cool. But anyways, let, I'm getting off topic. Let me get back into the um, into the episode. Most people have um, Nessie resembling an Elasmosaurus. Ooh, I took Latin. I should be able to pronounce these names, but um, I believe it's an Elasmosaurus, which it was an aquatic dinosaur from the late Cretaceous period. So this was about... 80.5 million years ago so this this was a while ago and most um dinosaurs from that time period are extinct uh so if if she is an elasmosaurus that is amazing because she would be a living fossil um people from about 1500 years ago have claimed to have seen nessie uh, the reports say that someone saw nessie leaping out of the water near inverness uh, which is also a place mentioned in outlander uh, but so people years and years and years ago have also claimed to have seen uh, the Loch Ness Monster. In 1934, the now famous photo of Nessie was claimed to have been taken by Dr. Robert Kenneth Wilson. No actual photo proof, um, or no actual proof, I should say, has been found of the Loch Ness Monster. Um, no skeletal remains have been uncovered or anything like that. So is Nessie real or are people seeing what they want to see because they want Nessie to be real? Honestly, I would love to think Nessie is real because, I mean, it would be kind of scary to think like, that there's still a dinosaur out there, but she doesn't seem to be bothering anybody. So as long as like she's not dangerous and people don't bother her, I don't mind thinking that Nessie is real and that she's out there, um, but I think we humans have a tendency to destroy things, uh, so I think it's best that we don't know if Nessie is real, um, because I just leave her alone. Let's just leave Nessie alone, but, uh, but yeah, so that's all I have on Nessie, and that wraps up on the first episode back. So what did you think of the urban legends I had picked out for you? I hope you enjoyed it. I sure enjoyed researching this episode. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any of my previous episodes, or if you wish to request a true crime, urban legend, paranormal event, or secret societies episode, then you can email me at getspookywithme at gmail.com. You can message me through my Twitter, which is at SpookyNox, or you can message me through my website, which is linked in my Twitter bio. I can't wait to talk to y'all next week as we're back with a new true crime episode. This time I'll be discussing the disappearance of Natalie Holliday. So I'll see y'all next week. Bye.